This is the Come Up Top of Your Game, a business and family lifestyle podcast published twice a month. My name is Michael. I'm here with podcast founder and host Carmen. Good morning, Carmen. Good morning, Michael. Today is a very hot topic day, so yes. tell us what you got for We've us. We've got two guests in the studio with us, Nairi Sanchez, uh, a service provider. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you do. I provide spiritual services for people. Uh, I am a natural born reader. I've been able to read people since I was three years old. Um, I was tormented by my family behind that, but at this point in my life now, I recognize it as a gift and I use it to help other people. Mm -hmm. um, so I do have an a, a online business. Um, it's called the Talk and Tarot uh, Therapist Service Providing, uh, service provi as a service provider. Um, also, I have a, a special service called uh, Manifestation and Constellation uh, Services. It's called Max Services, and it helps people with therapy and um, by means of getting readings and, you know, doing spiritual things like spiritual baths and other things to help clear out their energy, remove blockages and stuff like that for them to be able to manifest and get in alignment with themselves to heal. Well, thank you, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. And Sharia Perry, she's been with us before. She's a very creative spirit, got a few things going on. Good morning, Sharia Perry. Good morning, Mr. And, and tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. So right now, um, the project we got working on is Hope for the Homeless. Um, it's a four-day event, Saturday, September 24th. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. This entails... It's a platform that's going to be used to bring people together of all kinds of walks of life, uh, different artists, different people um, you know, around the city in support and love for homelessness to bring awareness and um, to uplift, to, to come together for a whole day. And, and I'm glad you're here, both of you, because Carmen, our topic today is directly uh, something that is affected by what they do. In, yeah, in challenging, the challenges that black family face. So that's going to be our topic. I thank you both for here. We have napkins if you want to cry, do whatever <laughs> you want to do. This is a free, no, you know, free go. So thank you, Mike. Thanks again for introducing our guests. So ladies, I have three questions that I know affect our black communities. And so the first one, we kind of tapped into it a little bit, but what are some struggles that we as parents have gone through that we would not like our children to face today in our time? So we can start from my right and we're gonna go around and you know, we can, so Miss Mike. Um, well, I wanna briefly talk about how uh, I wasn't raised with my parents, you know, um, I was taken from my parents. I was almost adopted, although my grandparents ended up keeping me. But I was still kind of shifted around, you know, all my life. Um, you know, I feel like that's a very big issue in families, especially black families. Um, me having children of my own, I recognized a lot of the issues when they wanted to tell me how to raise my children. And they would interfere with that. And it caused a gap between me and my child uh, at the time, you know, my first child. I have three children. You know, it caused a very huge gap and a lot of contention between me and my child because now you have people going against you and your wishes for your child and kids see that. So, you know, my, my family had a problem with playing devil's advocate and it caused a lot of issues with my children and then I ended up having issues with the state with my children because of my family. 
and they were trying to take my children. But I fought. I fought that, and it took me five years. But I fought it. My family was not supportive. You know, it felt like they did not want to see me succeed as a mother. You know, they didn't want to see me succeed as a person. The things that, you know, I have, I'm gifted in areas, certain areas. It's like my reading skills. I was demonized for that. And that started when I was at the age of three. I had no way of knowing that's what that was at that age. But I do have the ability to see people that have transitioned and talk to them. Or they talk to me, you know. Um, and when that was happening as a young person, I was, I was told I had demons on me. I was called satanic. I was thrown in and out of mental institutions, you know. And then when I had my own children, they used that against me to try to take and remove my children, you know. So, um, and, you know, and I hate to say it, but my mother played a huge part in that. And me and my mother don't have a relationship because I wrote my first book back in 2017 titled Girls Have Daddy Issues, Boys Have Mommy Issues. And I talked about how a lot of black families are so glued to the trauma in their family that they don't recognize it's okay to detach from that trauma, that, that drama, that chaos, and be your own person. And people say things, well, that's my mama, that's my sister. So what? They're destroying your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things yeah. that I experienced. Um, Sharia? So, Ms. Kern, yes, can you repeat the question one more time? Okay, so what are some struggles that we as parents have gone through that we would not like our children to face in today's world? So, with that, I would say um, self-love, identity, um, a lot of us have faced identity crises, um, and what I'm saying is knowing who you are, knowing the power that it possess that you possess within you, because all of us have a raging lion inside of us, a light waiting to come out and be shared. But growing up, you don't know that. So I would say, if I talk to my children and say, learn. To, my mom would say, love yourself. Y'all see my new ponytail? I told y'all about my pony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a story behind this pony. I'm telling you. Um, just last week, you know, I was going through battles uh, with my mental health back and forth and, and different things because of situations going on in the family and things. Um, and I had to balance that out, like come out of it. I didn't want to go deep into a depression, and I was fighting that. But my children were there noticing that. They were right there watching me, my ups and my downs. And so to be transparent with them while I'm going through things so they they see and so they can learn from it and remember one day they'll, they'll be able to use that. You know what? Mama was strong. She told me that she got through this. I can get through this. Just as, as all of us being here just today is a testament that we made it through something, yeah. that we've made it through many things. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. It's great when we can talk about our past and make it positive to help our future and our kids. I mean, we don't want, you know how they always say that God put the parents first so we can guide our children. But sometimes our children don't listen to us. And then sometimes, like she said, we have other people that interfere oh, yeah. in our you know, home care and that can interrupt the family as well. So the next question, and explain how are you making a difference in your child life? What are you doing to make a difference in your child life? And we can start off with you first. Okay. So, Carmen, I'm going to go back to what you said because 
when you said that there are a lot of influences um, around our children, especially the media. TikTok, uh, Instagram, all that stuff, Snapchat, there's so much more, but we can't quite control what they see all day to a certain extent, especially when they're teenagers, you know. They go to school, they're influenced by so much. So we just have to be examples as, as much as we can and, and be transparent, um, you know, about things. Be real, because they're going to have their own battles, and they're going to need to know how to face them when they come, when that time comes. Um, now, when we challenges about black people and black families, right? That's what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm going That's back to it, circling back around. Challenges, mental health. We're afraid to talk about it. Like Sis said, people put a stigma on us when something ain't quite right in our brain. Some of us are our medications that make us forgetful. Um, some of us just are like that. Maybe our brains ain't wired. It could be health problems or whatever, you, you know. It's just mental health is important to discuss, to talk about, to say that, it's, it, that it really does happen, that it's not imaginative, um, and that to provide the support, the resources, the help. There's therapy. There's all kind of stuff. Yes, but you can't ignore it. You got to go and get the help, seek the help, because I think in the past people used to uh, brush it off or, or tell them you know they need to pray about it or something like that, and there was no real uh, attention addressed to it. Yes. And, and so that's the difference now. Yes, we got to talk about it. I hear it more than ever. That's great, but but now we also have to. Uh, take them to a specialist, a doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist. Yes. So something has to be done now help. to take it to another level. Yes. yes. Yeah. And you mentioned TikTok and Instagram. Um, uh, you know, we dealt with peer pressure, but this is peer pressure to another level on, on the social media because it's so unrealistic. This TikTok and Instagram, all that's, we got to remember it's all staged. That's it's it. all staged. It's all photographed. It's rehearsed. It's, it's not real. A lot of it is not real, and 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 you know the way people look and dress. Everybody can't look. Everybody can't be skinny. Everybody yes. can't have um, fancy four hundred dollar hairstyles. Yes, you know. everybody. If God wanted everybody to look alike, this would be the most boringest world ever. Yeah, I read so. a report the other day that some of the top black female entertainers all have this similar look. You know, we got to get away from that. You know, they're going, they're going to the doctor and getting enhancements. You know, they're getting, they're trying to look, they have this similar look. We can't, we can't let our sons and daughters get into that trap. Yes, it's, it's really affecting our families. Yes, it does. Yes, um, what you, Nairi, you talked about um, cracks in the system. We we fall through. There are a lot, not not just state and local governments, but nonprofits, and you know, you wonder. How come some something happens to somebody's because everything's not covered? You can there are gaps and you fall through. It's not that particular person's fault, you know. Um, what are some of the uh, things that you have faced in in your family over the last? I know we all because I have we in my family we've faced a, a mental illness. Um, I've had to check a family member in and, and call the hospital. Uh, and have them, you know, go through some counseling before. What have, what are some of the things that you have faced as a mother? Some challenges. Um, 
really my challenges was my family mm -hmm. because they okay. were the problem. Okay. I was doing fine yeah. until they started interfering in my business. Gotcha. You know, um, trying to tell me how to uh, rear my child, you know, or rear my children. That's not your business. Y'all, I don't ask y'all for living. You don't take care of me. I don't live with you. You know, and they were just controlling mm -hmm. at that point. And it was like they, they tried to make it like I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm like, yo, I got this over here. Mm -hmm. I look at a lot of the children that people in my family have. And I'm not going to throw them completely up under the bus. But I would just say they were in no condition to try to tell me anything about raising children. Especially based off of some of the things that I experienced as a child myself and things that I saw myself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, now I didn't have the worst childhood mm -hmm. as regards to... Uh, material things and I never went hungry and that type of stuff so you know my grandfather was a chairman at Chrysler for over 40 years so we weren't we wasn't starving we weren't you know we had it together when it came to financial financial stability what, and all that, that mental, was the mental, mental and the support, emotional support the mental and, and with my children okay what I've done different with my children yeah. is I pulled them away from religion because I, as a former Christian, growing up in a Christian household, that is a horrible curse that black families face because of that. And I know a lot of people will never understand why I'm saying that, yeah, that they not have not experienced that awakening. So I want you to explain that because, there, yeah, there's a lot of people who probably will not understand that statement. This that is just the made. disconnection I have with my people as called as mostly, mostly as a culture, period, especially my family. Because they're so, now this is not to disrespect anybody else's belief. That's this fine. is experience. This is not something I woke up one day and was just to be rebellious and say, oh, I'm done. No. I became the person I am through experience. And I saw firsthand what your belief system can do to you mentally. Because I experienced it. Okay. The belief system that demons are always watching you and trying to attack you every time God gives you something good. Okay. All of this okay. Star Wars stuff okay. that I was made. To, you see what okay. I'm saying? I understand. Yeah, and then understand. by me having the gift of being able to see and, and connect to the to the spiritual realm, I was told you're not talking to your dead loved ones. You're talking to demons. Do you know what that did to me as a child? Mm. That was traumatizing. Yeah. So you know, as 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 a mother now, I teach my children about their spiritual history. Because we as a culture of people, our ancient history, we were not religious people. We did not worship Jesus. We did not worship Jehovah. We didn't worship Yahweh, Yahuwah, all these names that man had made up. See, all of that plays a big part on a person's mental health, your belief system. So as a mother of color, I had to dig deep into my own ancient existence by first digging deeper into my own ancestral DNA. Okay. Knowing who I am. Knowing who I am before we were indoctrinated with religion and all this other stuff, that is what brought me back to a whole person that I am now and brought the healing phase to me so that I could pass that to my children and break that generational curse from them so that they would know what self-love looks like, what it feels like, and how to demonstrate it. Well, Nairi, um, you know, obviously they were wrong. 
because I can just tell just yeah, listening to strong, you now that you are yeah, passionate, articulate, you're intelligent. Yeah. You were just different. I think you were just ahead of them. They just didn't understand it. They thought they were ahead of you. Yeah. They just got it all twisted here. And I'm glad you broke through and fought against all that. There was nothing wrong with you. Nothing and wrong. That's the thing. He was just gifted. Yeah. And it's so it's so funny that back in those days parents don't see you as a gifted child. You said they see you as a curse because you know, of religion. Because of religion, and you know you were gifted, so you took that gift and you turned it around and helping your family. And I was tormented with it. Yeah. And I think about a lot of children who are gifted and they're being caught schizophrenic. They're being caught bipolar. They have it's so everybody is gifted. Everybody don't know what yes. their gift is. I think you have to give them some attention. One thing I learned: it took me. 18 years to figure out that I should have had conversations with my son all while he was growing up. I'm, that's the one thing I missed is giving him, you know, I thought that uh, by seeing, by allowing him to see me uh, running all up and down on the radio, meeting people, being involved, being in charge, you know, things like that, because I worked at, at the bank, too. It was a bank manager. I thought all that was impressing him, you know, um, but I forgot to listen to him and talk to him. I didn't realize that until he was 18 years old, and he started telling me stuff that I didn't know, that he always felt about and thought about and I, I miss that I can't go back you know now Carmen like, yeah you told and me it's not too late, late. it's can, not too late right. I mean that's but, why I you but know, I feel bad about it it's never because too late. I I did not uh, respect what he was thinking about uh, and uh, all these years but that's the generational curse now yeah. that you have the power to break yes, yes. because yes. now yeah. you're uh, awakened to it that's and yeah. I, that's how I had to be with my children I always will have powwows with my kids tell me what you don't like about me yeah. and mm-hmm. you're not going to get in trouble Right, no, right. You always and that's the fear. <laughs> yeah. They fear that's that the we're going to do something. But when your son or daughter tells you something really shocking and crazy, don't panic. Don't fall out. Don't get a hissy yeah. fit. Right. Just chill and start to process it because that's what's going to turn them off, and they'll never talk to you again. Yeah, or nobody else. And they right. won't want to. They will start suppressing it and start turning to alcohol and drugs and all types yes. of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and the families are dealing with all that now, too. Um, where you talked about torn families when you first started talking. Uh, mental, mental health. But, you know, um, since I have a, a, a black son, 20 years old, you know what else? Is a, a, lot of young people, a lot of people want to fault young black men. But do you know how much challenges they have to face on a day-to-day basis including something that we keep that a lot of people forget about racism young black men face so much racism on a daily basis you wouldn't believe it no wonder we have such problems in our in our families uh you know you're walking down the street and people start locking their car doors uh you they walk into a restaurant the security uh in a store the security guard puts some put is on alert you know, they ain't been alert on all morning until this young black kid comes in, until Khalil comes in, you know? Mental illness. Right. And, and it causes them to be angry. 
and mad at society at everybody and you wonder why are they so angry sometimes and it's it, it's that's one of the just basic racism and diet diet is another thing too you know we gotta feed our kids better another generation yeah. yes. Yes. passing yes. down recipes and the doctors say oh diabetes running your family no it doesn't it runs in my family's dietary wow. system that's right and wow. they passed this dietary <laughs> down for six generations. Now it's going to take eight generations to get it out the bloodline. Yeah, because we you keep know? eating that soul food. Mm. And, and soul food. And junk food. <laughs> and junk food. You see how many hot chips there are? Not, you know, it used to be barbecue. I like better made barbecue chips. But now everything's got, it's not just barbecue, it's hot, super hot. And you can't go to the suburbs and find a bag of them. Right, just like you can't find a 40 ounce, you couldn't find a 40 ounce in the suburbs at one time. I think it's creeping in there now. (laughs) Well, you know know what, that's why my topic is children speaks out and parents listen, because these are important things that our kids need to hear as well as our parents. I mean, we don't want to face what's going on in our world today but I like how we can talk about yes. it and, you know, because you've experienced it. If you never experienced it, you will never know. So my last question, and I'm sure Mike probably has some more. Do you feel comfortable as a mother talking to your sons and daughter about things that affect our black family and our school system? Because there's so many things that affect our black family and the schools that we, you know, our children go to. and. You know, you probably, do you guys both have kids that are in still middle school, high school? Yes. High school. So, yeah, let me hear your opinion on that because what is some things that you really, I know that affect families and also in schools. Racism was one of the things that mm-hmm. Mike talked about. That's a big, you know, yes. thing. And there's a lot more that goes on that affects our family as well because whatever affects your child at school, affects you at home because you have to address it so you know we'll be right back after this message divine diva productions presents hope for the homeless pop-up shop saturday september 24th from 12 p.m to 4 30 p.m free admission hustle lessons by your bad boy chocolate This will be held at the MRCC Hall, 23401 Mound Road. Curriculum I have a problem with. I've had to go up to the school and check the school for telling my son, for a teacher telling my son that Malcolm X was violent. And we were watching uh, The Black Messiah, and my son, I can't remember what I said to him, but he said, my teacher said Malcolm X was violent. I said, what? Yeah, you know, it's history. We're, they're not teaching us history. You know, there are conservative right. groups now that don't even want to talk about um, the civil rights movement and slavery. They want to whitewash it and act like it didn't even exist. Yeah. That's mental. They Because they, have, they, they suffer from mental illness. And they want to it's, take away from liars. how good we feel about ourselves. They want to change because if we story. know if we know yeah. our history, we would feel better because we have accomplished a lot in history. Oh. So why do they want to take that uh, Everything knowledge away about from us? Them yes. Has come from us. Yeah. They have no history. They have no culture. They have no foundation. Everything about that culture is stolen. Yes, because did not we 
created math and geometry. Oh, science, you know? astrology, all of it. Yes. They took our astrological science and turned it into religion. Mm. That's mm. what they did. Wow. They took Jesus and replaced Horus, the sun god, and brought us Jesus, a Caucasian man, and said, this is the son of God. Mm. This is what they did. And this is how twisted. That's a curse and a spell. This is the generational curse. You, you cannot have a curse on a person unless you are able to manipulate their mind. And that is what religion has done to us as a people. This stuff was beaten to us. And it's almost sad that we know this. But the cognitive dissonance is so strong, we still won't connect to it. I think what you're actually saying is that, you know, when you started out about the schools and history, is that it does have an Im it has a huge impact on how we feel about ourselves. It does. And, and our children. Yes, and our children. Yeah. If I may, there was uh, a video that I ran across on the XJW app of a video of the brother, uh, Elder, one of the 144,000 that's going to heaven. Okay. Um, now that was sarcastic. <laughs> um, he had videos talking about children. And he said, we have a saying that uh, when children are born, people say, look at that little angel. He said, but we're all born enemies of God. And the correct way to say it is to say, look at that little enemy of God. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I have the video on my podcast. Page. Oh, wow. That is, but this that is, is really the, deep. Imagine growing up being indoctrinated with that mindset. And mm -hmm. then you have adults running around calling their children demons. Yeah. Because I was called demons mm -hmm. growing up. You little demon. You talking about you talking to dead people. You just got Satan on you. And I'm like, what is Satan? I'm a kid. And then you go to the hall, they give you these magazines and show you these these scary depictions of the devil. And now you got to go to bed at night. And it's With like... that on your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to just say something. That is where we as younger people, we have to learn how to cut that out of our lives. And teach our kids better. We don't... The past is the past. Our parents didn't know any better. Exactly. Okay? And I hate to say that. Your parents did not know any better. We have to teach them better now. It's hard to change someone that has been drilled and grown up in a way that they did not know any better. So now it's up to us as a generation to make the changes. You know, so my thing is you cannot keep drilling on the past. You've got to stand up and take the future in your hand and move forward with it. So that means you have to make a change. And what you're doing, you're making a change. What you're doing is making a change. Yes. Because our children need to see that change. We don't want anybody calling our children demons. We don't want anybody telling our kids they're Satan. Because it's amazing. I have two grandkids. They remember every striking thing that you say. Yeah, they do. Yes. My four-year-old. Yes. grandkids, is that what? Your, My, I your, have your two sons and daughters remember oh. what you say when they were growing up. Yes, yeah. and my grandkids. Yes. So this this week, I had an episode with my son. I'm kind of not talking to him right now. Because I heard him telling my two granddaughter that he was paddled when he was little. And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell paddled you? Mm. Because I can recall I did a few things to you. 
One time, he was two, he called his auntie a B-I-T. I had to brush his little mouth out with some soap and clean it out for him. Now, you could tell my grandkids that because I did it. I remember one time he did something so bad, I can't even remember what it was, but I caught him in the bathroom when he didn't have no clothes on, and I tear his little hiney up. Okay? Tell my grandkids that. But don't tell my grandkids, you got paddled when I don't remember nobody in the family ever paddled you. My mom said, oh, you must have paddled him with love, because we can't recall that. But my thing is, my little four-year-old will remember that, because she going to say to me, oh, Grandma, you paddle Daddy. I bit her dad because I was showing them an example because a two-year-old bit me, and I was trying to tell her, explain to her what not to do. And I'm telling you, my four-year-old remembered every striking day. Wow. He reminded me. So, oh, you know, so, yeah. I, I do, uh, that's a powerful story. I got a couple more talking points, not necessarily questions, but just uh, some other things that we haven't mentioned yet that's pulling, that putting stress on black families. Yes, the schools, the judicial system, you know, because our kids are getting in trouble for a lot of the reasons that we've been discussing now. Um, income, lack of income, that's, that's always been a challenge in, in, in the black community. And we got to remember about history. Um, we have torn families now, but remember, during slavery, our families were torn apart then. Yeah broken apart, some never saw each other again. And that's why now, when we get into a room like here, we don't even know. Sometimes you say, why does she think she's so important? Why she got the air about her? I'm, I'm looking at you, Nairi, and I, I feel like you're some sort of a princess type of a person. Because we don't know who was who's who now. Yeah. Because you had people that were in royalty treated like slaves when they got here and they were divided up so now you've got a, a princess or a prince or a queen or a king that's that's um chopping wood at at, uh, at the um slave mansion so so we don't know who's who now because we've all been divided up so that's why it's so important about this respect thing because we don't know it's in their blood it's in our blood yeah you know, this topic has been very passionate for me, yes, I tell you. you guys. Because we, we got to the roots of what, we got to do this again, for yeah, sure. This is, we got to do this again. Deep. Because I, we got to the roots of some of the problems yes. that we're facing, and they're so deep down. That's the problem. Yes. They're deep down. We wonder, every day we watch Fox 2 and, you know, it's Channel 7 Action News, and we see about kids. Uh, our kids killing and shooting, shooting each you know, other. For over small things like a cell phone, dice. This, they're stressed out. Um, they're facing all these things. Yes. That's why. And if it was a level playing field in this country, it wouldn't be like this. Yes. If there wasn't something? this racism, it wouldn't be like this. To add to what you were saying, mm-hmm. Mr. Van um it came back to me. That was one of the things I was facing the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. My 16-year-old um, has a history of seizures. Mm. Um, she's been having seizures since she was one years old. Um, and we've kind of gotten used to how to treat her in the, in the case of emergency, you know, after this law. Mm. We have emergency medication. Um, we know the difference between grandma. You know the difference because it's been so long, uh, such a journey with mm-hmm. dealing with that. But in saying that, she was cured. Like, they were winging her off for medication. Um, finally, 
and she's going to be able to getting ready to be a, a normal teenager yeah. for once without being on all these medications because one time she was on like 10 medications wow. before school every much. day yeah. yeah and they were wondering and it, there was an imbalance it was creating um she was starting to act out at school and, and we had to reobserve her and say, she's not normally like that what and they had to switch her medications. Her her weight had fluctuated a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they had to do some readjusting to her medications. But what I'm trying to say is she started having breakthrough seizures like last week out of nowhere. Okay. Out of oh. nowhere. Just this was just something that just arose out of nowhere. Just she she was had she had like twenty in one day. Mm. Never. It just hit and this child what, every hour. What happened? What? We found out, so we, we took her to, we found out later this week that, because the doctors were saying that it was uh, Sudamol seizures. Now, she has a, a history of epilepsy. She's on uh -huh. medication for it. But what they were saying these seizures was were, were fake, false seizures. But every, it seemed like we couldn't get a break. We, I was so exhausted um, just being up because... Usually she'll have an aura. It can tell us when they would come. Mm -hmm. But with these pseudomols, it's just just I'll look over and she'll be shaking. Can I ask you a question? What did she eat during that time? Summer. I'm not sure. And I'm gonna get back to that. We we had to do a lot of research mm -hmm. to figure out what was what causing, was causing these away seizures. From acidic foods. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. That's one of the big things. That would be a trigger. But we were trying to figure out how to help my how to help my child. I was so hurt over the doctors just looking at her saying, "Well, you just gotta let them happen and take her to therapy." Oh, wow. Their yeah. answer was, she had like two or three in the doctor's office, and, and they mm. would send us home. Like, well, well, what if she stopped breathing? Now, my daughter has died three times in front of me. She's oh, turned God. blue, and I've watched my daughter, and God has brought her back. So I have been fighting, warring with. I've been warned to keep my daughter on this earth, okay, because I know she has a greater purpose. So in that, I'm like, you mean to tell me she's overcome grandma seizures? She's getting winged off this medication. Now these petama seizures, we can't stop? And they just want to let and, it and, that, and that's it? No. 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 I wasn't taking that for, no. Right. We So in my meditation time and trying to keep my head on straight last week and the prayers that I just, I thank God for community. Mm. Um, a lot of times when I personally go through stuff, I shut down. I, I go in my room. A lot of people do that. And a that's so dangerous. Yes, you got to talk and communicate. That causes so many problems when you just yeah. shut down and stop yeah. talking. Nobody knows what's I, going on. I you have that problem it. as well. Yeah. They, they tell me I have anxiety disorder. I tell them, no, it's a normal part of life. Everyone faces anxiety. Mm -hmm. You just facing that anxiety. Mm -hmm. That was anxiety right there with mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. I mean, she faced all of us it's at this normal. table. The whole world faced anxiety. Yes. So we just have to learn how to cope with it and what we need to do. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. Um, we need to do this again. And, um, Nairi, uh, one yes. of the things I want to talk about next time is, uh, is some of those things that we need to do in order to, you know, cope with all that we discussed today. And I think that's the next step. Let's find out and let's talk about how we cope with that. 
That's okay. exactly what I do. Yeah, and that's that's what we clients. need to do. Yes, yes. yes. and how you have coped with it. Yes, uh, too, and Sharia. and I'm sure you guys yeah. gonna have amazing story yes. next year Maybe. or not. Ooh. But um, I yeah, really yeah. appreciate you guys Carmen, you've got coming a, out. You put I, together a great panel here. Man, this I really great. thank you guys. This is really great <laughs> for my you. topic for this year that we're trying to just speak out, and we have. We want our children to speak out. Mm -hmm. We want our children to come to us. We want our children to tell us what's on their mind because that's the only way things are going to progress and, and that's get what better. we did here today because yeah. we had different parents, points of view yes. here this morning and, I really, and we got to listen to each other's yes. points of view and yes. i'm really glad that it was mothers yes. and fathers yeah yes. we here today <laughs> that yes. we could talk yes. about things that we have experienced and yeah. how we want to help our kids to get better at it yes. so i really thank you guys for coming thank on you the guys come up and coming thanks to you for putting this together too this is well, great this was excellent. i really appreciate you today Excellent. All right, guys, so thank you. We're signing out, and we appreciate you guys for stopping in at the Come Up Top of Your Game. We will sign out with some tune from Yancey. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you.